Welcome to No Stone Unturned with Frank and your boy Cynic. Let's go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode four of the No Stone Unturned podcast. I am your co host, Cynic, and today I am bringing you an update to the coronavirus. Specifically, an update to our first episode, which dropped on March 16th. And my, oh my, how much has changed. When we did that episode, we were thinking this would be a one-off. This is the most current thing going on in the news. Let's report on it. We can't, you know, shy away from it. We can't ignore it. But in less than a month, it's become so clear that not only did we have, did we have to address some of the things we've discussed in the episode, we also wanted to give you some updates in terms of what's happening in our respective countries, from me here in Germany, from my brother Frank in uh, the States, to be specific, in Miami, Florida. And so I'm going to throw a few numbers at you today. I'm going to apologize for that. I'm going to also apologize just for the fact that I'm going to be talking about Corona again. I know how it is in the U.S. I know you're inundated with Corona news left and right. I would only urge you to take a break from it from time to time, turn off that network news, and just, you know, read a book, do something to just get your mind off of this. That being said, as far as we're concerned at the No Stone Unturned podcast, we do feel it necessary, we do feel responsible to give you the latest on what's happening since we dropped our first episode. And so that's what we're doing here. That's why this is a special episode, kind of a mini episode, an in-between episode. Originally, we wanted to do an episode on rituals, and we still will. But due to unforeseen circumstances, which you will find out about later on in this show, uh, my co-host, Frank, couldn't be here. So he instead sent us somewhat of a live report from Miami on his way to one of the COVID-19 camps where he's helping out to get people tested and hopefully get them some peace of mind. So let's go ahead and get into some of the numbers. Remember, this is from our first episode back on March 16th. The number of people infected in the U.S. was 4,629. Now, take all these numbers with a grain of salt, okay? We, we know these are reported. We also know that there was very little testing going on in the early days of this when it first arrived in the U.S., Nevertheless, these are the numbers that are reported. 4,629 infected in the U.S. As of today, you have 380,744 people infected. If that is just a little too much to really wrap your head around, we're talking about a jump of 8,225%. In Germany, the numbers when we first released our episode March 16th, of infected people was 7,272. As of today, we are at 105,604. That's an increase of about 1,450%. If we look at the death toll in the U.S., again, March 16th, we were at 85. Today, we're at 11,907. That is a 14,000% increase in the number of reported deaths due to corona. In Germany, we were at 17 reported deaths. As of today, we're at 1,905. 
an 11,205% increase. Now, before I throw the rest of the numbers at you, obviously the U.S. and Germany, two very, very different countries, not only in size, but in population. The U.S. is, is I mean, Germany is, is the size of a, a U.S. state. So obviously the numbers will be off. You can't really compare them. Nevertheless, I think it's worth going through the change because regardless, it's not just about comparing Germany to the U.S. actually. It's not about that at all. It's about the jump, right? Because even in Germany, we've had, like I said, a 11,000% increase in number of deaths. So it's really about the virus. But in case you're wondering that the numbers are so far apart from each other, keep in mind that Germany really is a fraction of the size of the U.S. So not to be completely negative with all of the deaths and infections, of course, we also know that there are people who are recovering. That might not be reported as much in the U.S. I'm not too sure. Personally, I get my numbers from various sources, graphs um, online. As of today, 21,309 people are reported to have recovered from the coronavirus in the U.S. 36,081 are reported to have recovered from corona in Germany. To finish off with these numbers, I'll just go over the global numbers. So infected at the moment, they're reporting around about 1.28 million people worldwide who have been infected. Of those, 270,000 more or less have recovered. And of those 70,000, so of the 1.28 million, 70,400 are reported to have passed away due to the coronavirus. So that's where we are with the numbers. Less than a month later, and these numbers have really jumped exponentially. And as you know, there have been so many changes from businesses, schools, all these things being shut down. You know it, you've experienced it, you're living it, we're all living it. So it's still kind of like being in a movie, like being in a film trying to wrap your head around all of these changes and the fact that these changes are really impacting everyone on the planet. Yeah. So as of yesterday, or at least from what I heard reported, Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, was hospitalized in intensive care. They made sure to point out that he was not on a respirator, but he was given supplemental oxygen. Apparently, he's had, sim he's had the virus excuse me, for at least two weeks and the symptoms for just as long. Well, he probably had the virus longer, but he's had the symptoms at least two weeks and they've just been persistent. And apparently, those persistent symptoms along with, uh, you know, the high fever, etc. Uh, resulted in him checking into the hospital and there he is. Apparently, as of today, he says he's in good spirits. But um, again, pretty, pretty crazy. Another thing that I wanted to cover specifically about what's changed between our first episode and today, we, we did our best to make it clear that some of the things we were talking about in episode one were not meant to be in any way sort of the end all be all or even recommendations to do something or not. But it is interesting that since then, some of the things we discussed on the show have come up 
in various sources. I mean, I guess that's normal, right? These are things that were going around. They were making the rounds, so people have heard of them from one source or another. And some of them popped up on these websites or maybe even news articles from, quote, respected news sources, uh, debunking some of these things as so-called myths. One of them is specifically about the whole gargling with warm water and salt. This appeared in an article as one of a multitude of false claims that were apparently going around regarding a potentially, depending on, I guess, what incarnation that that um, piece of news took from when it reached someone, but it may have been that some people heard it as this is a cure. It may have been that some people heard it as this is a way to prevent you even getting the disease. The disease. I'm fairly certain that we would have we would have explained very clearly that this was definitely not a cure. Uh, but I am also aware that what I did say was that this might help you prevent, this might help prevent you from getting the virus, or any virus for that matter. Or if you get the virus, it would potentially prevent you from spreading it in terms of lowering your viral count. So you might be less contagious and in turn, maybe pose less of a risk uh, in terms of spreading it. So that came out on a few articles as sort of, quote, debunked as a myth. So here's the thing, if you're going into this as I'm going to do this because it could potentially help me, there's still no problem with doing it. I was talking to a good friend of mine about that actually just the other day. And at the end of the day, depending on where you grew up, you know, how you grew up. I know for myself, for my brothers, for my good friend who I was talking to, we grew up and this was sort of a normal at-home remedy for a sore throat. Gargle with warm water and salt. I'm sure if you I'm sure the doctors he would have even told our parents to just go home and do that. And we did it. And at the end of the day, the point is it doesn't harm you, right? So if there's even a slight chance that it might help, uh, I don't see any reason to think that, okay, this is something that uh, you know it's bullshit, it's debunked, it's not it doesn't work. Just go in it, you know, intelligently and without any expectation that this is going to be some kind of a cure. I mean, no one should be saying that that is that, that it is a cure. So there are a myriad of articles out there. And unfortunately, this is a downside of the Internet. I've just done a search and I found literally articles saying how much gargling with warm water and salt helps for colds, for viruses, for this, that and the other. And scroll down a little further and someone is saying hoax. It doesn't cure this, doesn't cure that, of course, doesn't cure coronavirus. Okay, let's just be clear. There is no cure for coronavirus, not yet. There is no sort of official treatment, let's say a home treatment that you can do for coronavirus. We're talking about something that you can do at home, regardless of the virus, that could be beneficial for your health. So think of it that way. Maybe if we stop thinking about it as a cure or something to prevent you from getting it or whatever the case may be maybe then maybe then we'll avoid the ridiculousness that exists online so you know think for yourself decide for yourself but i can tell you right now the article that i read that referenced what i mentioned in episode 1 was from the daily mail 
a news outlet from the UK. You can go to dailymail.co.uk or if you want to search for it yourself, the article, search for Old Wives' Tale Really Does Work as Scientists Say It Causes Body to Produce, quote, Antiviral Bleach. So here's the breakdown. Researchers at the University of Edinburgh in Scotland were aiming to find a low-cost option to, tre- to treat the incurable common cold. And what they found was that when people were using the salt water to gargle, the salt was breaking down in such a way that it was creating what they defined as something like a, like a bleach, like an antiviral bleach. Okay? And this was known, based on the study that they did, uh, it came out that it actually helped prevent people from getting colds or getting sick. And if they did get it, it prevented it, it helped lower their viral count so they were less contagious. There it is. Boom. Done. No one says it's a cure. This is something that hopefully might help you. And if nothing else, maybe it gives you peace of mind that you're doing something for yourself instead of sitting at home going crazy. So I just felt that I had to address that because when I saw it reported, it just kind of irked me because sometimes I think people are just sort of looking for something to debunk um, so that they can, you know, be in the spotlight at that particular point in time. All right, let's move on. If you recall in that first episode, one of the things that came up was a sec. Well, we had a section called where we were talking about conspiracy theories around the virus and Frank mentioned the monkeys. And I remember laughing at the idea that people in China were apparently eating monkeys and somehow this was what caused the virus. Now, while the eating part seems to be still very much a conspiracy theory myth, um, it has come out since then that there is evidence that this virus may have, you have to qualify everything, may have originated from a monkey in China. So kudos to Frank on getting that right, wherever it is he got that bit of information from. And I'll eat a little bit of crow for laughing that, <laughs> laughing that down. Another thing I wanted to touch on was masks. So when we dropped our first episode, the talk around town was masks mm, won't really help. If anything, the people who are already sick should wear them to sort of help limit the exposure to those who are not sick. Uh, Since then, and and this was literally a couple days ago. Actually, before I say that, I'll go back. When I was talking about the masks, I specifically said that this virus is known to be able to be spread not just from coughing, you know, just from the spittle that can come out of your mouth from just talking, that itself could cause you to spread it to someone else. Now, I'm not a doctor, obviously. Yeah, I'm not an expert in virology or any of this. But this is information that was out there. And so this is what I was reporting to you. In between our first episode and today, a lot of talk was going on about how masks were not really going to be all that helpful unless you were sick. Now, all of a sudden, at least in the U.S., we have the Trump administration and his, well, his administration, the various people in his administration, coming out and saying 
that there's now evidence or maybe some new study or whatever BS they were spitting out that, oh, this can be contagious just from talking. And so now all of a sudden, now you should definitely wear a mask. And if you don't have a mask, then just create something on your own. Scarf, bandana, whatever. So I don't say this to pat myself on the back. I say it because I find it super interesting that this kind of information was already out there. And if the people who get paid the big bucks would have taken maybe the time to, I don't know, look it up or maybe reach out to people who were already on the front lines and dealing with this instead of sort of pretending that, you know, they already knew all the answers and how everything was going to play out, then maybe they could have shared this with people and told them from then that they should cover up. Yeah, cover up your mouths and noses. Use whatever you can as a barrier. Maybe it would have reduced this number that we're at now in the U.S. of 380,000 people infected. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So now I'll turn it over to Frank. Let him give you his live update from Miami. Uh, unfortunately, my other sibling is in New York. Another ridiculously hot zone. It's burning up over there. So I've got two brothers really in, in the thick of it. And Frank is going to bring you his live report of what he's seen, sort of his views, and you know why we couldn't bring you a regular episode today. Frank decided that uh, he needed to do something. He needed to step up and uh, and help out with the cause. And so uh, he called in his, we'll call it his report, while he was literally on his way to the camp, uh, the COVID-19 camp, to help people get tested. So here it is. What's up, guys? It's Frank reporting live from the front lines down here in Miami, Florida. Uh, me and Cynic wanted to give you guys a quick update on this COVID-19 uh, pandemic, this monster that we're dealing with, and give you some inf insight from somebody who's, uh, you know, on the front lines. Before I get into life on camp and, and how that's going there, I want to explain to you guys kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I've always been somebody who's taken pride in, in being part of the solution, not the problem, and helping those around them. Um, doing hum humanitarian work, um, things, things along those lines. So, you know, when I was approached with this opportunity from this entity, um, it wasn't a decision that I just jumped to. I did have to kind of sit here and, and really, you know, weigh the pros and cons, you know, and, um, although again, I've, I've love to help and, and do what I can again to, to bring people together, to heal people, to feed people, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, this is something that could cost me my life, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not careful. But when I look around guys and I see that people are dying, people are losing their jobs. People are afraid of being evicted from their homes. Um, it's, it's, uh, I just have, I feel something, I, I feel something in me that, that has to kind of roll up their sleeves and, and I have to do more. And again, my role here is, is at the camp and helping people get tested. But your role of staying home and, and self-quarantining, guys, is, is just as important. You know, we all have a role here. Um, you know, again, my role is here at the camp to help people get tested and get them the information they need. So if they are positive, again, we can get them medication. We can let them know you need to isolate yourselves. 
um, right? And and we can get this monster under control. Because the worst thing is is ha somebody having it, um, not listening, you know, to to the quarantine guidelines or to the shelter and stay, however you want to refer to it. But it is what it is. And then getting people sick, getting other people sick. And the way this this monster works, you can be asymptomatic, you can have no symptoms, and still get somebody else sick. You know, it's it's an, the invisible beast. You know what I mean? So it's very tricky the way it's set up. So when it came down to it guys um, i made the decision to do it i can tell you that here at the camp we take um great precaution we make sure that you know we got our eye gear on we got our mask on we got our gloves on we're not making direct contact with these individuals um i personally change my gloves after each individual i come in contact with i sanitize i wipe everything down um, you can't cut corners or something like this guys you know if, if if me or or the staff that I work with we cut corners and we get lazy, it can cost of our cost of uh, cost us our lives. Sorry. So um, the stakes are high. Maybe I have trouble saying that because of the implications of it, but it could cost us um, our lives, and and the the stakes don't get any higher than that. Um, but again, uh, they take good care of us here. They make sure to get us the equipment we need uh, to stay healthy and safe, and just as long as we do our part. But not being boneheads, right, and not not thinking that this is something we can over overlook or or not take serious, then there shouldn't be any problems in, in making sure we can again do do our part and help and and keep um, our health and and uh, and all that good stuff safe. So, just wanted again, guys, give you a quick update on what's going on down here uh, at one of the camps. I know that me and Cynic are very excited to go ahead and get you guys our next episode. It was really really fun preparing for it so sorry that it's coming out a little late but uh current events are, are definitely not working in our favor but nonetheless guys we're going to get that out to you this is a quick COVID-19 update again from Frank here down here in Miami Florida um, all I can say guys is stay safe stay home do your part right we all have a role guys I can't stress that enough we all have a role let's make sure that you're playing yours and um yeah, man, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. I yeah, can't wait to talk to you guys again. And there you go. Live update from Frank. He just sent that to me literally in the last hour. And I did my best to get everything put together, edited, and, and, and uploaded so you guys can hear the latest of what's going on with him down in Miami. I wish him, I'm sure everyone listening wishes him all the best. Stay safe out there. Take care of yourself, Frank. And all of you guys listening, take care of each other. Times are hard. We're all dealing with it. Let's keep our heads. Let's keep a cool head about this. It's disruptive for all of us. We know this. The other thing we need to know is that this isn't going to go away anytime soon. And the sooner we wrap our heads around that, the sooner we can get down to business and start adjusting our lifestyles in a more permanent way, so that we can get on with it and not feel this constant anxiety, anxiety, anxiety about what's going to happen. This is the new normal. So the sooner we grasp that and understand it and accept it, and the sooner we can get on with our lives. Take care of yourselves. Be safe out there. We'll catch you next week with our episode on rituals. Peace. <laughs>